peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What's good? I don't know if I could do this topic any justice at all, but I'm going to try. It always amazes me that throughout history, there's conclusions that people come to and things that people quote unquote discover that really, if they would have just looked to the Bible, it was actually there the whole time. The wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding on a lot of these topics were written down, recorded in the Bible and there for everyone to enjoy <laughs> a long time. So, we're going to get into some of that. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, in verse 7, the Bible says, The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. It's real simple, real to the point, not really much to be confused about that. Although when you look at society and you look at the way things have happened and the way things have played out, it's clear that many don't understand that. I would put myself in that category. I don't exclude myself from these things. So I want to read something in the book of Genesis chapter 47 and I think I want to start at verse 13 yeah and go down to verse 26 if I can somewhere around that that part all right so let's read verse 13 and there was no bread in all the land for the famine was very sore so that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the corn which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when the money failed in the land of Egypt, listen to that again. And when the money failed in the land of Egypt, and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence? For the money faileth. And Joseph said, Give your cattle, and I will give you for your cattle, if money fail. And they brought their cattle unto Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses, and for flocks, and for the flocks, and for the cattle and of the herds, and for the asses, and he fed them with bread for all their cattle for, uh, for that year. When that year was ended, they came unto him a second year, and said unto him, We will not hide, if from, we will not hide it from my Lord. 
how that our money is spent. My Lord also hath our herds of cattle. There is not uh, there is not aught left in sight of my Lord, but our bodies and our lands. Wherewith shall we die before thine eyes? Both we and our land, by us and our land for bread, and uh, and we and our land will be servants unto Pharaoh, and give us seed that we may live and not die that the land be not desolate. And Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for the Egyptians, sold every man his, his field because the famine prevailed over them. So the land became Pharaoh's. And as, the, uh, and as for the people, he removed them. Listen to this. We can learn so many lessons from the Bible that we just <laughs> gloss over. And he removed them to cities from one end of the borders of Egypt, even to the other end thereof. Only the land of the priests bought he not, for the priests had a portion assigned them of Pharaoh and did eat their portion, which Pharaoh gave them. Wherefore, they sold not their lands. Then Joseph said unto the people, Behold, I have bought you this day and your land for Pharaoh. Lo, here is seed for you, and ye shall sow the land. So now they become servants. They, they sold their land to, to Pharaoh. Now they're servants to work on land that they just owned previously. It's crazy. Then Joseph said unto the people, Behold, I have bought you this day and your land for Pharaoh. Lo, here is seed for you, and ye shall sow the land. Then it shall come to pass and in the increase that ye shall give the fifth part unto Pharaoh and four parts shall be your shall be your own for seed uh, of the field and for food uh, for them of your household and for the food of your little ones. And they said, lo, thou hast saved our lives. Let us find grace in the sight of my Lord we, uh, and and we will be Pharaoh's servants. And Joseph made it law over the land of Egypt unto this day that Pharaoh should have the fifth part, except the land that the uh, except the land of the priests only, which became not Pharaoh's. So these people pretty much gave up their sovereignty and gave it all up to Pharaoh. The borrower is servant to the lender. We don't seem to learn this lesson historically because the Bible is ridiculed. The truths in the Bible are ridiculed and people view the Bible as fables. No, this book is very true and everything in it is accurate. And in the book of Proverbs is wisdom from God. The borrower is servant to the lender. You would think that a country such as the United States would have learned a lesson from this, you would think, but that is not the case. I don't know how many of you have ever heard of a place called Jekyll Island. It's in Georgia. Really exclusive, exclusive place for the rich and famous. But something happened on Jekyll Island, something that most people know nothing of. 
And in a lot of ways, the United States of America was transferred from a sovereign nation to a debt slave when this happened. And it happened right under our noses. And I'm not going to say no one was paying attention because this was done in secret. But now in the information age, these things are out in the open. We need to know about these things and we need to deal with this now that we know. Let's get to this. So I'll post a link to these articles. One is from a site called Jekyll Island History. And the other stuff I have is actually from the IRS website itself. And the reason I did that is I'm not peddling a conspiracy theory. I'm just pointing out some things that are obviously problematic, in my humble opinion. Remember, the borrower is servant to the lender. So in this article, I just highlighted some things I wanted to read. Um, so a group of men met on Jekyll Island. This is where the creation of the Federal Reserve and all of that started, but I'll get into that in some of the notes. From the start of the group, uh, from the start, the group proceeded covertly. So this meeting was in secret. Why'd they need to meet in secret? It's a question I have. I think I have the answer to that. But anyway, they begin by shunning the use of their last names and met quietly at Aldrich private railway car in New York. Aldrich was a Republican senator uh, during the time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, in 1960, in 1916, uh, B.C. Forbes the Jekyll Island Conference in his book, Men Who Were Making America and Illuminates. To this day, these financiers, Frank and Henry and Paul uh, and Pyatt, to one another and the late senator remained Nelson, uh, remain Nelson to them until this day. Later, following the Jekyll, uh, the Jekyll conference, Benjamin Strong Jr. was called into frequent consultation and he joined the first name club, the first name club as Ben. This book, as well as a magazine article by Forbes, is the only public mention of the conference until 1930. When Paul Warburg, when Paul Warburg's book, The Federal Reserve System, its origin and growth, uh, and Nathaniel Wright Stephenson's book, Nelson W. Aldridge, a leader in American politics, were published. That's a long time for something like this to be kept under wraps. Why was it kept under wraps? Nathaniel Stephenson, in the notes section of his biography on Senator Aldridge, suggests that B.C. Forbes learned of the Jekyll Island Conference from an incident taking place. Now, I want you to listen to what happened here and tell me this doesn't give you more questions. Um, at the Brunswick train depot, Stephenson writes in the um, in the station at Brunswick, Georgia, where they ostentatiously, excuse me, talked of sport. The station master gave them a start. Gentlemen, said he, this is all very, uh, very pretty, but I must tell you, 
We know who you are, and the reporters are waiting outside. But Mr. Davison was not flustered. Come out, old man, said he. I'll tell you a story. They went out together. When Mr. Davis, when Mr. Davison returned, he was smiling. That, uh, uh, that's all right, said he. They won't give us away. The, re uh, the rest is silence. The reporters disappeared and the secret of the strange journey was not divulged. No one asked him how he managed it and he did not volunteer the information. From the Brunswick train station, the men boarded uh, a boat and traveled to Jekyll Island. The Jekyll Island Conference offered seclude, a secluded location to discuss banking ideas and enable the development of a plan to eventually become the federal, uh, the federal banking, the Federal Reserve Banking System. The Federal Reserve System is the name given to the 12 central banks regulating America's banking industry. Um, and it ensures that depositors will not lose their money in the event uh, the funds uh, the funds mismanaged from the accredited bank. Paul Warburg, in, in his book, The Federal Reserve System, its origin and growth, explains the reason for the secrecy behind the meeting. He states, it is, it is well to remember that the period during which these discussions took place was the time of struggle of the financial titans, the period of big, uh, of big common, uh, combinations of businesses with bitter fights for control. All over the country, there was a deep feeling of fear and suspicion with regard to Wall Street power ambitions. Uh, another excerpt. Um, European banking practices were assessed and numerous uh, conversations held regarding the best way to craft a nonpartisan banking reform bill. Paul Warburg in the book Henry P. Davison, The Record of a useful life recalls after we had completed the sketch of the bill and before setting down uh, to its definitive formulation, it was decided that we had earned a day off. Now let this sink in. These are men who are in private banking who got together in secret with a senator to write a bill regarding their own industry. How would you feel if Mark Zuckerberg, Sundar Pichai, and um, I can't remember the gentleman's name, who's um, who's oh, Jack Dorsey, who's over at Twitter, got together with some senator, Republican or Democrat, I don't care who it is, to write a bill to regulate their industry? That that don't seem weird to you. This is not even a conspiracy theory. That just doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense at all. That makes about as much sense as the House and Senate voting on their own pay increases. That should be something that the American people vote on, whether they get a pay increase or not, in my opinion. The conference's solution to America's banking problem call for the creation of a central bank. Although Congress did not pass 
the reform bill submitted by Senator Aldridge. It approved a similar proposal in 1913 called the Federal Reserve Act. If you don't think what these men discussed on that on that day, those 10 days on Jekyll Island, if you don't think that what they drafted wasn't heavily used for this 1913 Federal Reserve Act, I have a bridge to sell you in Dubai, not even Brooklyn. I got one to sell you in Dubai if you believe that. Madness. Things that people don't pay attention to. There's many things discussed in the beginning of this article, but for sake of time, I didn't go over it. One of the things that was discussed is. So part of what happened uh, in 1907, there was a, you know, financial unrest. People went and withdrew their money, uh, what they call a run on the banks, withdrew their money. And in my opinion, what these men were doing on Jekyll Island, these were these were men who own major banks. They were securing their ability to hold your money hostage. The borrower is servant to the lender. Right. You remember, uh, what was it? 2008, uh, 2008, 2009, the crash. I remember watching a news clip where people in New York were going to the bank to, to withdraw money and they were only allowed to withdraw. I want to say it was like either a hundred dollars a day or a hundred dollars a week, something like that. Think about the madness in that. This is your money, money you earned. You put it in their bank. They can tell you how much you can withdraw. That is utter madness. So I pulled up this document. And like I said, I'll, I'll put links to all of this in the description of my uh, on my YouTube channel. So I pulled up this document straight from the IRS website. Right. Like I said, this is not. This is not me trying to sell a conspiracy theory. I'm just reading this stuff straight off the IRS website. Federal income tax. Uh, on February 25th, 1913, the 16th Amendment officially became part of the Constitution, which I think needs to be repealed personally, granting Congress constitutional authority to levy taxes on corporate and individual income. The Bureau of Internal Revenue established a personal income tax division and correspondence unit to answer a flood of questions about its enforcement and a special division with general counsel to prepare opinions interpreting the internal revenue laws. Congress passed the National Prohibition Enforcement Act. Think about this. On October 27, 1919, it prohibited the manufacture, sale, and use of intoxicating beverages. It also designated the Bureau of Internal Revenue as the enforcement agency. How did prohibition work out for us? Yeah, we realized that was a mistake, just like I think we should have realized uh, the Internal Revenue Bureau was a mistake which eventually became the IRS. Payroll withholding. On August 14th, 1935, Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Social Security Act. Employees originally paid 1% of the first 3,000 of their salaries to finance the benefits 
the law required a new system of tax withholding, which the Bureau of Internal Revenue had to collect and turn over the Social Security Trust Fund. It also created an unemployment compensation program and laid the foundation for the modern payroll withholding. The Roosevelt administration hoped to pay, uh, pay for at least half the cost of World War II by increased taxation. The 1942 Revenue Act sharply increased most existing taxes, introduced the victory tax, a 5% surcharge uh, on all net income over $624 with a post-war credit, lowered exemptions and began provisions for medical and dental expenses and investor expense deductions. Still, uh, still taxes only funded 43% of the war's costs, 7% short of the goal. The reason I emphasize the last part of that is I want you to think about this. It says that lowered exemptions and begin provisions for medical and dental ex expenses and investors expense deductions. The little people don't benefit from that. I just want you to pay attention to that theme here. The little people do not benefit from that. Internal Revenue Service created. In 1952, President Harry S. Truman called for a comprehensive reorganization of the Bureau of Internal Revenue. The agency officially became the Internal Revenue Service on the 9th of July, 1953. Now, I'm not going to read, you know, too much more on that article. I just wanted to highlight those things. But that was the creation of the Internal Revenue Service. I contend with the, and argue for what the Bible says, the borrower is servant to the lender. I contend that the creation of the Federal Reserve, the creation of the Internal Revenue Service was for, for no other reason than to exert control over the American population. He who controls the purse controls the people. We saw this played out in the book of Genesis chapter 47. We saw how that played out. We see what the book of Proverbs says. The borrower is servant to the lender. You don't think these men who met on Jekyll Island understood that? I highly admonish and I'm going to put a link to this book in the uh, and on my YouTube channel and in my show notes, if you listen to the podcast, there's a book or a book by um, G. Edward Griffin, I believe is his name, called The Creature from Jekyll Island. I gave my copy to my oldest son, and I keep saying I'm going to order another copy. I might do that today. One of the greatest books I've ever read on banking, on a Federal Reserve, and the straight up debauchery carried out by banking cartels going as far back as you can go like it gets deep and the book is not a the book is not a conspiracy theory book it's a book of history and facts it will blow your mind the things that you did not know about banking and what some of these major banks and central banks have done to people and countries throughout history it's astonishing <laughs> 
the borrower is servant to the lender. I'll end with this. I believe the Internal Revenue Service is unconstitutional and should be abolished. I'm not against taxes, as I've explained before in another video from the Bible, right? I'm not against taxes. I'm not at liberty to be against taxes. But the way we pay taxes is unconstitutional. The borrower is servant to the lender. In my humble opinion, that was always the plan. He who controls the purse controls the people. This is something that happened right under our noses. Our, our grandfathers and great grandfathers were, were too busy with life and didn't pay attention. These banking families, they knew no one would be paying attention. And they also met in secret. Ask yourself, why did they meet in secret? How is it that this, these, these private business owners got to influence and draft a bill that initially became um, the Federal Reserve Act? that would regulate and structure their own business. How, like, how does that make sense? It makes no sense to me. I highly admonish anybody who listens to the podcast, who watches this video, this is something that you should absolutely look into. Read G. Edward Griffin's book, The, the Creature from Jekyll Island. It will blow your mind, I promise you. Stay frosty, people.